Psalms 32. We're going to be in Psalms. Psalms. Oh, let's have the kids dismissed. I forget everything. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Kids can go downstairs with my wife. It's Jesse. Psalms 32, we're going to be in a few places today, but let's start in the Psalms. Psalms 32, let's start in verse 1, and when you find it, uh, if you would, stand with me. I just like to honor God's word. Amen. Amen. God's word is uh, worthy. It's the only physical, tangible thing we have that connects us to heaven. We don't have anything else. Anything else would become an idol to us. God gave us his word. Blessed are those who read it, amen. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Selah. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. That word Selah just means stop and think about it. Meditate on what you just read. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Notice, this shall everyone pray that is godly. My sin, my sin. Listen, trying to uh, act like you don't have sin doesn't make you godly. Amen. Godly people are the ones who get their sins taken care of. You go before the throne and say, God, forgive me. I am wicked. I'm no good. Help me. And then the more you are around God, the more godly you're going to be. Amen. Godly, full of God, not full of ourself. Amen. We need to be full of him. We need to get rid of ourselves and get more of him. When thou mayest be found, surely in the floods of great waters, they shall not come nigh unto him. Verse 7, thou art my hiding place. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. We get ourselves into some trouble sometimes. Now, sometimes we don't cause it, but most of the times we do. We get ourselves into our own trouble. Most of the time we dig our own pit, right? Uh, thou shalt preserve me from that trouble, though. Sometimes we deserve what we get, but God still helps us out. God will preserve us. He knows who we are. Thou shalt compass me with, about with songs of deliverance. Not songs of war. Not the end, but deliverance. When God comes into the picture, there's deliverance, there's hope, there's strength to walk again. He takes the most broken, he takes the lives that were counted, done and out, 
and says, I got something greater for you now. But Lord, I'm not worthy. You never were worthy. Only he is worthy. But those who know and understand that he is the one who's worthy, that's the ones that he can use the most. That's why he chooses the most broken, the most despised, to do the greater things. Because those are the people that understand where, and they understand where their strength lies. We have no strength in ourselves. My strength lies in God. And then he can use you more and greater. Thou art my hiding place. Where is your hiding place? Where do you run to in your time of trouble? Do you look for God to deliver you? Are you expecting God to deliver you? Where is your hiding place today? The place uh, that you run to, the place that you go in your time of trouble. Let's open a prayer. Father, I pray you'd uh, be with us this wonderful morning. Lord, cold rain uh, that you sent. Lord, you control the weather. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would just help us all to see who is in control. Lord, our life, uh, Lord, is not based on our health. It's based um, in your hand. It's appointed unto man once to die. Lord, you set those appointments. You can extend, you can shorten, you can bless, you can curse. Lord, all power is yours in heaven and in earth. Lord, heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool. And I pray, Lord, that we would all look to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, to see what we truly need, and that is just to get closer to you. I pray you bless each and every one here. Father, if there's someone here that has never received the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, they never got saved, they were never born again, Lord, I pray that today the Holy Spirit of God will touch their heart and show them their need of salvation. And Lord, for everyone else, Father, we all need Christ. He must increase and we must decrease. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thou art my hiding place. Thou art my hiding place. I sometimes am remembered that without Christ, I would be hopeless. After being saved for some time, you uh, forget that you were once without hope. I have hope today. I know that if I die, I 100% sure will go to heaven, not because of my works, not because uh, it's the opposite. I know I deserve to go to hell. And everyone born does. Amen? Uh, we are born in sin. And in sin, as the Bible says, did my mother conceive me. And I'll die in sin. But thanks be to God, we have a Savior who delivered us from sin. Uh, he took away my sin on the cross. Amen? I refute that doctrine of Calvinism that uh, God elects some to go to heaven and some to go to hell. But I would agree if you put it in uh, with Scripture to say uh, that he elects everyone to go to heaven. Amen? And he chooses no one to go to hell. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants every single person ever born uh, to go to heaven. It doesn't matter how wicked they are or how much they do not believe in God, uh, because we can all find that wickedness deep down in our hearts. Amen? Uh, there is no good thing within me, not within this man up here. There is no good thing. I know my heart 
from my heart stems all these wicked thoughts and wicked uh, things. And thanks be to God that he's restrained me by the Holy Spirit of God and his grace and kept me from doing things. And uh, there's things that I have uh, uh, should have been caught for doing. There's things that uh, I've, I probably sh- uh, would have done, but somehow I didn't do them in the past. And, and we can look back in the future and say, man, thank God. Thank God I didn't steal that, and thank God I didn't um, hit that person, and thank God I didn't um, do those things that I was contemplating. And where do those thoughts come from? Where do those uh, actions stem from? They, st- they stem from this old heart up here, wickedness of my flesh. And there's none good, no, uh, no not one, the Bible says. Thanks God, thanks be to God uh, that he has given me hope. The Holy Spirit of God, when he entered in, the moment I got saved, the moment I received the Son of God, uh, my sins were as gone as the east is from the west. And he made me justified, just as if I've never sinned. Thanks be to God that when the Holy Spirit of God came in, there came hope. And the Bible says, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And the moment you got saved, you feel the love of God. You know the love of God uh, that constrains you. You knew, uh, uh, have that sense of urgency that you have to now walk and know the Savior more because he loves you so much. That's because the Holy Spirit of God, when he came in, he now bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And now are ye sons and not bastards, the Bible says. What great love is this, that God the Father uh, took you, an enemy, the Bible says, by your sins, and made you one of his own, his only child. He made you his own, the Bible says in 1 John, or John 1, 12, and as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. That power was the same power that rose Christ up from the dead, the same power that took away your sin, and it's the same power that made you a child of God. We have a hope today. I forget about that hope. I forget about that hope, and I, I, I start living carelessly. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Sometimes I live carelessly, and I can just go ahead and sin. I know God will forgive me. Is that true? Yes, it is. I know he'll forgive me. His mercy is new every single morning. I don't get an old mercy. That mercy don't run dry. The Bible says God delighteth in mercy. But because of that love that constrains me, because of that love that urges me, because of the love that's there, how can I sin anymore? How can I sin a sin that grieves the Holy Spirit of God in me? Somebody that has confessed to me and said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'm with you to the end. I'm with you to the day I see you face to face, the day you walk through the pearly gates, the day you come to be with me forever. How can I sin against such love? There's no uh, bound to my sin. I can go ahead and sin freely and let the devil have his way with my life. But there's a love that whispers in my heart. Such great love like the ocean, such powerful love that drove the Savior to the cross that makes me want to serve God, that makes me want to do more for him, that makes me want to just leave my sin and drop my nets and follow Christ. That's love, not love on my behalf, but a love that's drawing me in. 
but we can only love God because he first loved us. I forget about these things. I'll dive into my sin knowing Christ will have mercy on me. And he would. He would. His blood is powerful enough to wash away every sin. Past, present, and future. I don't have to worry or fight sin. Sin is not the battle. Christ fought and won on the cross of Calvary. Amen? My battle now is keeping my eyes focused on the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Getting closer and closer to him each day. Getting rid of myself and walking with the Savior. That's the battle. Sin is not the battle. I can't fight sin. Uh, sin had me down. Sin was pulling me to the gates of hell. Sin uh, would destroy me, consume my flesh in but a moment. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. It's a hard life. Sin destroys lives. We think just giving into your flesh is just the easy way out, but it's the harder way. It's the harder way. Giving into your sin uh, is the easy way to get out of the fight of your sin, but it's the entrance to a hard life. Living for God is hard to fight, and it's hard to fight against your flesh with that, but it's an easy life. So easy that I become careless. So easy that I become carefree. Sometimes too much. Sometimes too much in a good way. Sometimes too much in a bad way. I forget about my uh, needs on earth. Sometimes I live carelessly. You say, you live carelessly because you have money. That's not true. The Bible says, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But we have a God who looks down and cares for every need. He didn't suffer the children of Israel, uh, their shoes to decay or wear out, uh, their teeth to decay or fall out, no. He provided every need from the manna, falling down and uh, covering the earth about a cubit high every morning. And they would gather what they needed every day. They were fed from God Almighty with angels' food. And the Bible says even when they were discontented and they cried out, Lord, we want something different. I'm tired of these Burger King Whoppers every day. Lord, I want something else. What did God do? God gave into their complaining life and their complaining heart and sent quail. You see, God is not limited to just our uh, everyday needs. He'll even give us what we want. But we'll find out that the more we get, the more we're discontented. The more we get, the more selfish we get, more proud we get. And I often forget about the blessings of God because God has been too good to me. God has blessed me beyond what I deserve. And if God stopped raining down blessings today, I could only but thank him for all the years past of how good and how too good he has been to me all these years. I take for granted sometimes how good God is, and I become careless. I'll say, you know what, I don't, I can just uh, do whatever because God, I know God will provide. Um, 
I'll, I'll go crawl around. I'll take the church trash out in a brand new suit. I've done that before. I ripped my suits. You know what? I'll just pray. God will provide another one. And you know what? You say, well, that's careless, and that's, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'll get careless like that in my mind because I know God's provisions are real. And if I ask, God just provides. God provides. Sometimes he'll have me go out and uh, uh, just do something out of the ordinary. I'll go uh, maybe uh, help this person and through somebody else, God will bless me tenfold. And I become careless because God's blessings are just always there. His love is always there. His forgiveness is always there. And I got to be reminded, Lord, I don't deserve you. God has created in my life a place. And in this place, it's a paradise. It's a paradise. A paradise of God's will. In this place, there lacketh nothing. In this place is everlasting love and blessings and mercy. It's the hiding place. The Bible says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. It's a place that I can run to when I'm in distress. Oftentimes, I'll see in my own flesh that I do not want God in time of trouble. I would, number one, like to complain about my trouble first to everybody and make everybody know my problems, right? God will be the last one to hear about my problems. Number two, my time of trouble. I would like to pamper my flesh and give in to my sin in time of trouble. Your flesh gets tired and you just want to give in to it. And what does that do in your time of trouble? It just adds to your sorrow. Sorrow on top of sorrow. And then in the end, I'll say, Lord, I just messed it up even more. You should have been the first one I ran to in time of trouble. When I had strength to run to you, I could only but cry out for help where I'm at right now. I can't even walk. I'm down and counted out, Lord. Would you come and get me? And guess what he'll do? He'll come and scoop you up with a spatula, get you off, and take you to that safe place. God's a loving God, a forgiving God. He's our hiding place, a place to run to in time of trouble, a place to go in our time of despair. I often forget about God. I take for granted all his blessings, but God is a great God, amazing God. And he's been too good to me, and he'll be too good to you. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come. God wants everyone. God wants all to come to him. The Bible says, he that cometh to him, he will no wise cast out. He will never turn you away. You say, I've been too wicked. Oh, he loves to show off his mercy to the most wicked. He wants to brag about how, how much and how powerful his blood is and how powerful his forgiveness is and who to show it on than the most wicked, amen? 
If your sins are but a few, you'll have few forgiveness. And the Bible says you'll, you'll love God a little less. But those who have sinned the most will be forgiven the most and therefore will love God the most. I'll praise God for those who realize how wicked they are and come to God and get that forgiveness they need and get that mercy they need. Be overwhelmed in the love of God. In Matthew chapter 27, we find here a place for God to make a place for us. There had to have been a cost. We know nothing's free in this world. Salvation wasn't free. Christ paid for it. And because of that, it's free to us. You don't have to work for it. It's given. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You receive it. You receive it by faith. Salvation is through grace by faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We find here a place. God made us a safe place, a place of paradise, a place of love, a place from our time of trouble, a place of blessing. If we can get to that place, we'll be all right. Sometimes we don't want to go to that place. That's when you got to say, God, I don't want to go there, but I need to go there. Would you get me there? You know what I mean? Sometimes we need, you know you need God, but you don't want him. That's when you still pray. Say, God, just help me. Get something out. Sometimes we got the spiritual prayers, one hour, two hours long. Sometimes it's just, God, help me type of prayer. Sometimes you can get into your Bibles, and it feels like you're walking on water. Other times you're sinking and saying, God, save me. You got the mountain times and the valley times. Thou art my hiding place. Here we find a place in Matthew 27 that the Lord Jesus Christ created. Let's look in verse 25. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be upon us and our children. That was all the people shouting, Crucify him. We'll bear his blood. Let it be on us, on our hands and our children. Verse 26, then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. Notice they released a sinner. One sinner was made free at the price of the Savior. Amen. And when they had planted a crown of thorns, they put it upon the head, his head and the reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocking, mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that, they had mocked him, and they took the robe off from him and put it on, uh, on his raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. 
And when they were come unto a place, this is the place, called Golgotha. That is to say, a place of a skull. This place. Place of death. Place of a skull. This is the place that Christ had to go for us to have a safe place. Every place that we can run to is because Christ made a way. Every sin that we commit is because a drop of blood was spilt from our Savior. Every cry that we cry is because Christ, in, this, in his time, lived that he may better understand our infirmities. Every cry and tear that we make, he puts it in a bottle because he understands what we're going through. Every time we uh, feel the pressure, listen, he was crucified and whipped and the crown of thorns put on his head. That crown of thorns was put on his head so that we may be made royalty and bear a crown of righteousness one day when we get to heaven. Crown of life. The crowns of the Bible. Christ bore that earthly crown of suffering so that we don't have to suffer so that we can wear a royal crown. He wore the robe of shame so that we can be clothed in his righteousness. He was whipped so that when we sin, he knows how to heal us. And he bore the shame naked, hanging on the cross, so that every time we sin and we're full of shame and guilt at what we've just done, we can go to Christ and say, God, forgive me. And where does that guilt go? It vanishes. How does it vanish? Because he bore it on the cross for us. He understands because he made the way. That's our Savior. And here, at the place of the skull, now we have a hiding place to go to. When you think of a skull, you think of death. That's my skull. When you see a skull, they didn't get an honorable death. They were just left for the dogs to eat. And what honor do we deserve in our life? None. But Christ, this is where he went for you and I. This is where he went to the hill called Golgotha. Luke mentions another word for Golgotha. We sing about it. Calvary, same word, means place of a skull. At Calvary, years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not that it was for me he died. At Calvary place that he made from being there we can run to now when you think of calvary you don't think of death you think of life why because it's where christ died he died that we may live that we may live more abundantly and my sin is nothing compared to 
the love of God. Sometimes I start living carelessly in my Christian walk. Sometimes I'll grab this book and say, oh, it's just the same old book. No, this is the book that created everything we see and know. Sometimes I'm lacking in my life. There's no one that could fill me like Jesus. Sometimes I need the touch of God just to come over and touch me, get me up again. Sometimes my heart gets down and depressed, but nobody can fill my heart like Jesus. When he comes, he says, peace be unto you. And the joy of Christ comes back in as the peace of God that passeth all understanding teaches our hearts. Praise God. This place, Golgotha, the place of a skull, he went there for you and me so that we can have a place to run to in time of trouble. Psalm 32, thou art my hiding place. Thou art my hiding place. Oh, he became the place of death for you and me. He became the place of sorrow. He became the place of dishonor. He became the place for you and me so that we could have a hiding place, a place of refuge. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. The enemy set this hill up to crucify and to kill. But when Christ came, he became a hiding place, a place to preserve me from trouble. The Bible says, thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. When I see that Calvary, Golgotha, I think of the Savior who conquered death, who became a curse for us so that we may live. Conquered it for you and I so that we henceforth should not live as children tossed to and fro, but now we get to live as God designed us to live. And every unique formed and fashioned person in this room has a calling on him from Almighty God. Don't settle for less. Don't let the devil keep you down. You stand up for God and give glory by keeping close to Christ. You see, I can't do it. I can't live the life that God wants me to live. Oh, he lived it for you. You don't have to do anything. You just stay in that hiding place. Stay and hide in Christ and let Christ give you the grace you need to do what he has you to do. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Thou art my hiding place. At Calvary, mercy there was and grace was free. Pardon was multiplied unto me. There, my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for that hiding place that you created by dying on the cross, by going up to that hill. Lord, with that cross, you were put to an open shame. Lord, and on that hill, you went up there so that we can have a hiding place 
place to go to, a place to run to, a place out of our own trouble. Lord, what love is this that you care about our troubles? Would even a close friend care? Will people around us care about the small troubles we go through, about how we feel, about when we get down, when we're sad, when we're depressed? Lord, would the closest friends care about the little details of our conscience and our soul and our spirit? Not so, Lord. Only you care. Who is this that cometh? Who is this that cometh? It is the King of glory, the King of kings, the one who does care. I pray that now we would all see this hiding place and run in it. Run to you, the Lord of glory, the King of kings, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits on the throne. May we find mercy. May we come boldly to that throne and get the grace and mercy we need in our time of trouble. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand. God has spoke to your heart. Maybe you're here today and you're not sure you're saved. You're not sure if your sins are gone. If you were washed clean by the blood of Christ, only the Lamb can save you. By His blood we are made clean. The Bible says if you... Uh, confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. If you're here today and you're not sure you're saved, would you come down? Maybe you're here today and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. You get a new start, new year, 2022. What would God do with you this year? Say, I messed up too bad. No, nobody has messed up too bad. You need to take advantage of God's mercy. You need to get careless with God's love. God's love can never be spent. Become carefree with the mercy of God. Lord, take all of me. Wash me thoroughly. Make me whiter than snow. No longer do I care about myself. I just want you. Get washed in his blood. We come down, pray for blessings. This could be your year that God comes to you, calls you to ministry, calls you to do something greater. See, I'm doing some great things now. As long as you're in God's will, that's the best place you could be. Where do you run to in time of trouble? To God. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. God is waiting for you. God's waiting for me. 
The hiding place is open to all, to everyone. Go. Don't struggle any longer. Don't live in fear. Don't live alone. Go. Christ was on this, the Mount of Golgotha, the hill of Golgotha, the place of the skull. Not you. Thank you, Lord. I pray you help us all. Thank you for doing all those things, Lord, for us, that you may be able to better understand and help us in our time of need. Lord, you are our true Savior. There is no one else beside you. Thou art God. There is no one else. The true and living God, the God of the Bible, the God who created this world, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God who made the seas and the fish and all that is therein. The God who came and died on the cross for my sin. The God who saved me. The God who I'm talking to right now. Who is alive forevermore. Blessed be thy name in all the earth. May you use this church in a great way in all that are therein. Put a special protection, a hedge as you put around Job, around every person in this room. May you bless them with a blessing from heaven. Lord, may all that they put their hands to, whether they eat or drink or whatsoever they do, be all pleasing to the Lord. And Lord, whatever they do, may it prosper as it did with Joseph. Lord, that your children may be a light in this world, and that you would use them in a great and mighty way. I pray you bless everybody here. Keep us protected from in our health, Lord, help us to be sober-minded. Keep us protected from the devil that walks about, Lord, lurking and tempting and trying to devour us. Keep our kids safe, and may we be lights in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Remember, Wednesday night service, try to be out here at 7. Also, uh, all the announcements as well. Make sure you welcome our visitors.